Welcome to Team Brief, the official podcast for ACES UK. We hope you enjoy listening. Hi, Anton. Lovely to see you. Good to be with you. Good to be with you. Great. So for everyone else, uh, my name is Akemi Rune. I'm head and neck surgeon at um, Adam Brooks uh, Hospital in Cambridge. And uh, with me today is... Anton Emmanuel, thank you very much for letting me join. Uh, I'm by uh, background a clinician, I'm a professor of medicine at UCLH, um, a neurogastroenterologist. But um, the reason I've had a chance to join you is um, because I, for the last two years, have been working as the lead for the Workforce Race Equality Standard at NHS England. We wanted to talk um, about the theme of International Women's Day. Um, embracing equity, and uh, I think we were go- just going to chat and see where it takes us. Yeah, so I will. I will say if, uh, I'll begin almost with a confession, uh, which is that I'm 57 years old, and it took me many, many years to understand that what I thought was my general left-wing views encompassed equality for women in all its guises. And it took me until I was well past 40 before I realized that actually I was not doing that in a sincere way across all facets. I was doing it in the parts of the world, which and parts of life, should I say, which I thought I w- it needed to be done. And I was forgetting the fact that women live 24 hours a day and there's lots of facets of their life where we need to be respectful of that and not pretend that it's only a question of being respectful in the workplace. I mean, there's what happens in the bus, on the train, when you go shopping. All those are spaces where women are disadvantaged. Mm. And so for me, this day is a really important symbolic day because it actually is just a reminder that the largest minority, as it were, uh, of all, i.e. women, uh, who are actually a majority, as we all know, continue to be essentially second class and that for me is a really big deal so for me the day is really important I don't know I mean that's obviously the perspective of a man and an ignorant person for a long time I guess (laughs) thank you for being so honest for me of course not only am I a woman I'm a black woman a black African woman and I'm also a surgeon so I know that (laughs) I know there's a phrase that describes people like me, intersectionality and our experiences in the workplace or in society. And for me, embracing equity does touch deeply. And that's because I always feel that if you treat people the way you would treat someone whom you deeply respect, you will probably be quite equitable to, to the person. Because respect, to me, reflects a degree of understanding, tolerance, compassion, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Especially when you think about the word tolerance. And if we just did that to one another, for me, I think that is a very good filter. That is a very good starting point to how you interact with anyone. And that, I think, allows you to pull back and drop away any Mm -hmm. kind of impressions that you may have or prejudice that you may have, whether you're aware of it or not. Mm -hmm. What do you think? 
I do. I think I think you've touched upon something which is also about this this term intersectionality, which I I've actually grown to hate. Yeah. Because it's used and misused by people. You know, the origin of the term. It's worth spending ten seconds on the origin of the term was from the experience of black women in the USA, because it was clear that in every domain of life, in criminal justice, in education, in housing, they experienced worse conditions than black men who in turn experienced worse conditions than Hispanic and white people and so on. Mm. And But what it's become used, I think, by many people, especially in healthcare, which we're both in, is it's become used as a surrogate for saying, well, don't forget about you know, gender equality, don't forget about, you know, sexual identity equality, don't forget about, we're not forgetting, you know, last time I looked, black people and Asian people could also be women, could also be disabled, could also, you know, so it's not about us forgetting that. But this thing, intersectionality is used as this term, which really, used properly, it's important because it, it reflects that multiplicity of disadvantage. But it's often illegitimately used against us to say, well, just don't talk about race all the time. So I think, yeah, it's, it is that fundamental thing. It's kind of biblical simplicity, isn't it? Treat people the way you would like to be treated yourself. And it's not, it's not complicated. It's the things that our parents told us from the time we were able to be sentient. And it's, but it's, it's weird how in the workplace that basic sentiment becomes something like a luxury. It becomes a luxury for black and Asian people to feel, oh, I must be treated equally. It becomes a luxury for women in theater to be not disrespected. It becomes a luxury for, you know, a disabled person to have an adjustment to allow them to go up a set of stairs or something. That is not a luxury. That's just basically treating people how you want to. And that's what I, that's what I find mysterious. The things that our children know are a luxury for us as adults in the workplace. Isn't it amazing? Because most kids just want to, hug their friends or play mm-hmm. with the people around there. But we learn, we learn how to be inequitable in society because <laughs> society teaches us that, isn't it? So we almost yeah. need to regress back to being children in order to have enough innocence to be equitable. Um, I think education cuts two ways. You're absolutely right. That's absolutely correct. You, and you need to model that as parents, as responsible citizens. When you see something, you need to model good behavior. But there's also the part about formal education beyond that kind of role modeling. And formal education needs to recognize that there has been a history throughout of misogyny, of racism, of discrimination. And we don't teach that. We don't, and and almost, you know, now becomes part of the woke curriculum and all this. And it's not, it's just treating people about how society that we see around us has formed. And if you yeah. see that, you're then able to tackle it. Whereas if you don't see it, you know, that, that terrible experiment that we're all aware of, if you show that it's been repeated in so many cultures, if you give a child a doll and it's a white doll or a black doll and you ask them which is the more beautiful, they will instinctively say the white doll because at a certain age, society conditions them and that's what's expected. Mm. And, you know, and, and that's, it's one of these things where, it's that happens at a certain point at the and they're very small the children don't see that but they learn what they what's patterned around them they learn what's education in in schools yeah. and so on yeah it's a big deal for me this i'm going to pick on that phrase you used woke and i i think i'm i've heard people and i've seen it written especially uh when that phrase woke is used as a 
stick to beat someone over the head with. Like it's supposed mm-hmm. to be negative. And, and I know the right thing to say, and I will say this to anyone listening, is when people say, oh, are you being woke in a way to uh, belittle you, then you should say, what does woke mean? Because to me, woke means being equitable. It means think wanting everyone to be treated well. And why is that a bad thing? I think you have to be living under a rock or to be delusional <laughs> to think that there are no problems when it comes to equality and equity and who is privileged and who isn't. I also recognize my privilege. I know that, and you and I, having been you know, of African descent, Nigerian mm-hmm. descent, and I think culture matters, identity matters. Mm-hmm. I think it drives the person you are, your confidence, and you, mm-hmm. you think that's so important. And, yeah. and your heritage frames that. The knowledge of your identity frames that. It gives you an anchor. It allows you to deal with the challenges that come through life. And I know you, you know, just had a chat and you said you remember when you were 12 uh, here and you were here in the UK uh, from Nigeria and you suddenly realized, oh, I'm black, just like <laughs> you. Well, I knew I was black. I didn't realize it was an issue because of the privilege of growing up in West Africa and having right. an environment around you where it was, it was not an issue. So in a way you didn't even consider for a second that it could hinder you in any way. Because I mean, the whole thing about being like woke, woke comes from, you know, from a fellow African, Steve Biko, who was part of that kind of black consciousness movement where because we were taught to believe that it was inferior, especially in sort of apartheid South Africa. Black consciousness was about wakening up to the fact that you're, you had power. It is obviously shortly after the kind of Panther movement in, mm-hmm. in, in North America. And the point about it is that woke is a good thing. As you say, woke is, is awakening yourself to the fact that you are entitled to exist yeah. and entitled to equality and to be mm-hmm. the same as somebody else who is of different yeah. skin color, different gender, whatever. And that is, that is, that is, should be a good thing. Our governments yeah. should be celebrating that we are woke. Yeah. We should be aiming yeah. for a woke culture rather than regarding it as some sort of evil that we, we, it actually, if you actually look at this, anti-woke is about saying, I'm pro-discrimination. I'm pro-people yes, exactly. not being equal. Exactly. And which is a complete contradiction, if you wanted to use the law, to the public sector, the Equality Act yeah. of 2010. So actually, yeah. we have ministers saying it's bad to be woke. It's bad to it's 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 you know it's bad to be complying with the law. What does that say? Yes. Absolutely. I think now, for me, a measure of um, intelligence, for me, a measure of quality, a measure of integrity, is the ability of another person to recognize that. There is still a need for International Women's Day. There is still a need for us to be intentional about being equitable. There is still a need for us to raise the bar and do whatever we can to make whatever space we're occupying feel safe for everyone and inclusive for everyone. And that, to me, is, is the benchmark of quality in a person or in an organization. And we're still trying. None of us are perfect. We all have our blind spots. Mm-hmm. I think that there is no Olympics of oppression here. I believe that, and I know you believe as well, that in our in the NHS, in the workplace, in our private lives, in the social lives and society, there is room for everyone to thrive. Mm-hmm. But we need to be speaking up more. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of 
bystander when something wrong is going on and you don't say anything because you think, well, it has nothing to do with me. If only that person would just suffer in silence, right? And I I think we're, in the NHS, we're very good at that. We need to speak up. No, you're absolutely right. And I think the, the thing you're drawing out from me as you say that is that there's a thing about the need for individual consciousness, but there's a need for the system to be conscious as well and to and to celebrate these days. These days shouldn't just be things that we celebrate as individuals because it's what what keeps oppression going is the systems and and you can't you know, individuals need to be educated, but the system needs to be changed. It isn't the education thing. The system knows. The system is already educated, but it's actively choosing to behave ignorantly. So I think individual education needs to challenge um, challenge the things about uh, process and systems. So fundamentally, things like International Women's Day, Black History Month, these are critical things to continue celebrating. Don't let the Daily Mail tell you otherwise. And I think also Pride Month and whether or not people can enjoy the same freedoms as everybody else. I think that's something we're all supposed to be united on. And that's what embracing equity means to me. I think what will be a great outcome overall within our professional environment is for people to speak more and challenge more. Mm -hmm. That doesn't have to be in an intense, unpleasant way, but I believe Mm -hmm. every opportunity there is to teach someone that what the action is wrong or can be improved, we should take it because that's how we make things better. We all need to wake up from this false experiences we're having. And in order to have genuine experiences, we have to be part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So standing back and thinking, well, I'm nice to people and I don't do anything. That's not enough. That's really perfectly expressed. Yeah, no, I mean, every time I... Every time I talk to, to you, I sort of, I, I, it's a different nuance. We know the stuff, but it's, it's really important to express Thank it like you. that. Yeah, no, it's, a, I completely agree. Thank you. I think I feel the same way also when I speak to you. And that's why it's so easy to have these conversations. But I think we spent enough time. Uh, hopefully we've been able to convey some of our expressions and feelings to anyone else who's listening. I think the summary really is do your part because in order for us to have an uh, equitable society, we all have a part to play from recognizing there's an issue, right? To actually actively doing something about it. Exactly. Thank you very much, Anton. That's been great. Lovely spending time with you. Take care, Kemi. Happy International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day. We hope you enjoyed listening to that episode please contact us via a website, www.aces.uk or via email, admin at aceis.uk to share any comments, feedback or ideas.